Hi, this is Julie Barth with the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. I'm here with Jerry Deer, the owner of Old Nerd in the Gym. Say hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Well, that's how it's going to be, huh? Yes, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> I'm always up for some antics. All right. Well, antics is all you got with me, so that works out well. <laughs> so what are we talking about? You, you asked me to come here. How come you don't know? I'm supposed to do this? <laughs> okay. I think what we're talking about is the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness. Oh, right. I think it's your company. You should probably know what it is. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Uh, what do you want to know? Well, how did you come up with this idea? What's the focus of it? Well, the background is very simple. Uh, a couple of years ago, I decided that I was going to do a little bit more along the lines of getting myself healthier. Just about to turn 50 and that halfway mark. They call that middle age. Do you have to live like 100 and something in order to be that middle age thing? Apparently. Okay. So I decided that uh, after having a lot of health problems growing up, that I should probably focus on staying healthier later in life because I've watched my dad with Parkinson's and diabetes. My mom passed away from Alzheimer's complications. My brother's had other issues. My sister has a lot of issues. So the family has all these things going on. And I thought that that combined with all the issues that I had uh, as a child was going to eventually come back and bite me when the sun don't shine. So I figured it was a good time to really focus on uh, my own health. And that meant better eating, better fitness, exercise, better activity, get out there and get doing it. And as I did that, <clears throat> I started incorporating some of this into what my dad needed to be done because he had, with his Parkinson's, he has limited mobility. He's very sedentary now. And uh, it was a way to get him out and get him moving. And one of the, probably the biggest motivator there was the fact that he's stiffening up as he gets older and the Parkinson's becomes more prevalent and he's had some strokes in the past so the one side of his body is showing it more than others and he was falling a lot and having a lot of trouble so i just kind of combined those two things my own fitness regimen and took what i had learned in all of that over a couple of years and put that into some work to help him to do better and sort of expound on his physical therapy so basically you're saying you found a way for you and your father to both stay fit exactly and that became the focus of it I discovered that there are so many caregivers like me out there, something like 39 million people who are what are known as informal caregivers. There are family members, uh, spouse, parent, sibling, something, friend of the family. They don't have to be related. But they don't get paid for helping out. And their health suffers. And their psychiatric health suffers as well. So the whole thing comes down to being able to better manage your, your patient, better manage yourself, um, so that you have a little better health going into everything. So some of that is just general old age that you were combating that. That with yourself and your father and some of that is trying to increase his mobility right. because of the Parkinson's. Yeah, exactly. So what type of person could benefit from something like this? Well, with what we're doing, uh, we've kind of got it twofold. So we, we're doing general training for people who just want to learn how to increase their health. So we're helping them out with things like uh, you'll hear in some of the podcasts and some of the blogs, we're talking about hydration, nutrition, some other things like that. But effectively, focusing on the caregivers to help them understand what they can do to keep their health up that is combined with what they're doing for their charge because there's something called caregiver's guilt that is very, very powerful. And it keeps you from taking care of yourself. You feel like they eat and then you eat. They sleep and then you sleep. And if, if that's the thing you're carrying around, it's often difficult to see how you're not taking care of yourself will eventually affect them because you can't do anything for them if you're falling apart. Right. And if you get sick <clears throat> and then they have no one else to take care of them, yeah, that's it. then that's a real struggle. That's it. And then you've got to figure out you know health care for them. You've got to have respite care. And sometimes it's not practical. Respite care is offered in some places, but maybe you can't 
get them there or um, they don't want to go. They, they're not comfortable leaving their home or whatever. And I need to keep my dad in his house as long as we can. And I think a lot of people are dealing with that because of the cost primarily. Um, if I wanted to right now, I couldn't move him to a facility. There's just no money for it. So we're helping that aspect. Well. I think that's also a focus <clears throat> of people trying to do more aging in place and not have to traumatize the patient so much and let them stay in their home. So they feel a little bit more independent and not so uprooted. Right. And they're, they're comfortable they're gonna, in their own right. space. And their psychiatric health is going to be better there. Um, the downside of that is sometimes the home is not set up for that. So you have to do some modifications in there. Um, a big part of this is helping caregivers to not be so rigid in their thinking because they're the ones that are going to have to make a lot of decisions and a lot of changes because that, that elderly parent, not going to do that. So um, something we have to keep in mind is you know what's best for them and that's always the focus is you, you change all of your thinking to they come first right but that often leads to you leaving yourself out and you're eating oreos all day because <laughs> you've made sure that they have eaten a balanced diet but you are just so tired and you just look over and the oreos are there and that's easy right so you have you have nutritional issues you have uh just emotional problems because you're trying to deal with it all and you know if you have some, a family member who has alzheimer's or they have dementia or they have you know uh, parkinson's or any other type of disease that's basically degenerative, the reality is you're not going to win that. That fight is not going to be won. You can extend it, mm-hmm. but in the end, you're you're going to lose that battle. And knowing that it takes a tremendous toll on your emotions. So that will even drag your health down. But you're going to have to continue on after they've passed away or you're taking care of them as past, whatever, you know, if they go to a home, whatever. You're going to have to keep that going. So you've got to maintain your own health or you can't do anything with them. What would you say maybe the three main focuses of caregiver taking care of themselves would be? Well, I think probably number one is definitely going to be sleep. We don't get enough rest as caregivers. I think that's a huge problem. Uh, it's one of the things that we focus on in this a lot. And, and I was terrible at it. I mean, I, that was one of my number one things was I did not get enough sleep. I don't sleep that well anyway. So when it came to taking care of my mom, uh, the first round of this, uh, we took care of her for two years. Um, my cousin stayed at the house and then I was being sort of on call. So I was called when something went on and you get home and you put your phone down next to the bed and you never really get that full sleep. So like, a full two years and you're on this sort of edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel think. like you're a pilot on standby or a firefighter. Yeah, or exactly. Like firefighter is what I equated it to because I even had it set up like that where mm-hmm. I had I had pants and a shirt and boots easily slid into at the end of the bed so I could go and there was a bag all outfitted to take with me and it would have eventually it had things like protein bars and, and water and stuff like because I never knew when I was going to eat again. So you have to, I made it a point to set that up. But that being on edge all the time, that takes such a huge toll. It's like having an infant. Mm-hmm. You talked about that and it's just yeah if, if anyone's new, ever taking care of their first baby you know that you don't sleep that whole first three or four months until you realize it's okay yeah <laughs> the baby will wake you up if you it needs you it will make itself it, known it make itself known <laughs> and parents you know if you're dealing with a, a an elderly family member or somebody who is um infirmed in some way they there are other things everybody's situation is very very different and that's where it's different from taking care of a child because taking care of a kid is reasonably predictable mm-hmm. this is not even close it, okay. because it changes so quickly and again you know you're not going to win it so right. it's just a matter of keeping keeping tabs on that and making sure that your health is up in the first place so the, the whole point of of old nerd was initially was to be my blog to help me sort of talk about all this but getting to the point where we can help other people with some of this because there's no resources out there there really aren't and what is available is self-pay it's very expensive it's you know hundred dollar an hour personal trainers and they don't understand anything about caregiving you know if, and if i'm insulting anybody out there who's listening i apologize but in our experience there 
there has been no support for something like that. Well, there's not really um, a focus, I think, in personal training on elderly people or caregivers. I think it's more individualized. Right. So it is individual to each person, but I think they are more focused on people who can go to the gym on a regular basis. And that's not always the case with a caregiver. No, you can't. And you have to sort of, um, one of the things we want to try to help people understand is when you can do this and how you can do things that don't require you to be in the gym to do them. Uh, Something that you need machines for, but most things can be done with hand dumbbells, inexpensive stuff you can buy at Walmart um, to keep yourself moving and busy. And the idea being that to alleviate some of that caregiver guilt we mentioned is to work with your patient and do it alongside them. So as we teach you, we're teaching you not only how to better take care of yourself, but how to work with them so you can do the things with them and you don't have to be at the gym to do it. It's nice because the environment is different. You get them out of the house and it should be mentioned that, you know, this requires a certain level of physical ability, um, still having some good mobility. You can be in a wheelchair. You can do it all, you know, waist up stuff, all arms and whatever to keep your strength up. But it, it requires at least that. You have to be somewhat ambulatory still. Yeah. You have to be able to move around. So how did you get this idea? How did Where did all this come from? A little bit of it was trial by error. Obviously, you said eventually you put protein bars in the bag because you realized you were never going to get to eat I was again. starving, yes. <laughs> well, it all came down, I mean, figuring out that when we were first doing this with my mom, there were no resources. My cousin was uh, uh, a nursing assistant, so she had uh, a level of knowledge that I didn't have a clue. So she taught me that part of it. But the medical and the, the basic care and, and all of that sort of thing, the care and feeding part of it, I guess you'd say, that was people knew about that. But the part where I didn't know how to take care of myself during all of that, I really... I really struggled. The first thing I remember doing to to sort of look out for myself was changing from a lot of soda pop and tea and things like that to water. Right. And we'll talk about that in a future podcast. But I think that the interesting thing to remember is that just making that one change had a huge effect on me. I, I didn't feel so lethargic and tired and things like that. So, there, But there was nothing. You would think that that would be a common sense thing that people in fitness know. Well, when you're running on three hours of sleep, the coffee looks awfully good. It really does. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing because, you, you know, you grab that Coke or whatever. You just need that boost. It's, you know, 1230 in the afternoon. You've got to give them a bath. You've got to make their meals. With my mom, all their food, all of her food was pureed. Right. So uh, there would have to be a level of my cousin would make the food and then I would help her to put it in these containers and the plates would be set up for each day. Mm-hmm. And so all of that had to be done a certain way. So there's a level of organization, too, that, that oh, helps out a lot. massive level of organization. And that was keeping track of all the medications and looking after their bills and looking after their doctor's appointments. And the stress level just goes up and up and mm-hmm. up. So if you don't have some kind of an outlet, you're able to help them. And I realize, you know, Another piece of this is I realize that people are not always comfortable going to the gym. So something they have to be able to do is to know that it's okay to do that, that they need to take the time to do it themselves or do it at home, whatever. You know, that really just kind of comes down to understanding how to do it. And that's what we hope to be able to help people do. So in a lot of ways, you're integrating what the doctors are doing and they're giving you, you said something about, to me, about uh, the physical therapist had given you some exercises and that's where you built it upon. Yeah, that really came into play big because... uh, Um, A lot of people don't realize this, but when physical therapy is prescribed by the doctor and you get it, in our case, on an in-home level, you could could go there, but it was easier to have them come to us. Um, They only prescribe a certain number of visits. So they do an evaluation after a certain period, and if the patient is doing better, they cut it off. 
which seems that so backwards does to me. does seem sort of counterintuitive. It is. The insurance cu- cuts it off. So now we have no care. We can keep it going if we want to pay the $100 an hour. So yeah, that's going to happen. And mm. most people in this situation don't have that kind of money. So the thing was that also the physical therapy was seen as physical therapy. Mm-hmm. My dad is not a gym person. He's yeah. not a physical fitness person. He's not in anything like that. His thing has always been physical labor. Right. And he thought that was fitness. <laughs> But it's not focused. Well, I think he had enough to do that he got his fitness just in his regular days. Well, you would think so, but because... On the farm. Right, but because that is not focused activity, you end up what what I think I've heard people refer to as a thin, fat person, mm-hmm. where they have this bad health inside. They look skinny or, or fit, <clears throat> um, thinner, mm-hmm. but they don't have the physical fitness on the inside. Their cardio is bad. Their blood pressure is up. Their nerves are shot. You know, whatever it happens to be, you've got all these problems. So by taking that that physical therapy material that they left with us, because they'd leave a sheet with exercises and stretches for them to do, I just took that, modified it with exercises I knew how to do and, and weighted exercises with a little resistance, mm-hmm. and then added on things that we knew how to do in the gym that were very low impact, that, that were things that were practical. Right. Like bending over, picking things up without mm-hmm. falling down. You know, we, we use a kettlebell and we, we reach down and pick it up and stand up straight and put it back on the floor. And we do reps of that because it helps his hips. It helps his shoulders and his arms. And it helps him put on socks in the morning. Exactly. Uh, those things are very practical. So we try to adapt these physical therapy things, which just seem like standing there twisting and all that. They don't understand that some people just don't get anything out of that. So we have to take it a step further. So there's definitely a pragmatic approach to where... This exercise will help you do something that you're going to need to do on a daily basis anyway. Right. That's great. So what do you think we'll look for in future episodes of this? What's coming? What's well, in the future for you? Oh, there's a lot coming. Uh, we're starting this in January, obviously, for 2019. And one of the biggest things is that this is a time of year, as we're recording this, when people are setting their their uh, New Year's resolutions and things like that. So for the personal training folks out there who want to just have some help to get started, that's fine. I'm going to tell you, don't do these fads. Don't do these you know, news resolutions. Just make a point to, to change your lifestyle a little bit. And that, that's one thing. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. But we're also going to be focusing primarily the majority of this stuff kind of goes both ways. It's it's on either side of this fence, whether you're just a personal training client or that you're a caregiver looking for support. A lot of it is very similar in the exercises and things like that. But we're going to focus on the personal training from the side of um, caregiver support, not just the physical fitness aspects of it, but just general health. We're going to hopefully have a, a nutritionist come on and talk. We're going to be talking about uh, you know how to do your health and nutrition, like the water. I mentioned a little while ago how you can make that change over to more water uh, and make it more palatable because people don't like that. I didn't like that. It took a lot of work. So um, it's just little small things. Yeah, little things can make a huge impact on this. And that will help you to try to see uh, what things will help. And all this stuff is going to be free. The mm-hmm. things that we're talking about on the podcast and the blogs, those are never going to require a credit card or something. It's all <laughs> going to be free. If you want personal assistance for this stuff, then we have programs for you that can help out uh, regionally at least. So where can we find out more about Old Nerd in the Gym and you as a trainer? Go to uh, oldnerdinthegym.com and you'll find all of our uh, contact information and everything there. We're still getting things up and running, so it looks a little bit quiet at the moment. But I would recommend go back and read some of the blogs. You're going to see some of my journey over the last couple of years, and, and we're altering some of that content right now. So we're going to start putting more of this kind of information uh, about, say, the water or the workouts or your sleep and things like that. We're going to be adding more of that as we go. So we've got a lot more to come. I'm here with Jerry Deer and Old Nerd, Old Nerd in the Gym. Mouthful, Fitness. isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit. Where did you get the idea for Old Nerd in the Gym? That's just who you are. I'm an old nerd, <laughs> and, and I was in a gym. gym. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's natural. <laughs> it was a natural thing. And I realized, we, you know, I've, I've worked in marketing for so many years that it should be something more kitschy or something like that. But it just really, it says what it is. Where There's so many of us out there who have never been comfortable with that. And having to make a life change is usually because something bad happens. My goal is to help people do that before something bad happens, mm-hmm. like what I'm trying to do for myself. And I think just if you can follow by example, I think people will do better that way than me trying to shove some guru BS down their throats. Just right. here's what I did. See if it helps you. We've got a lot more information and a lot more going on here at Old Nerd in the Gym. Check us out. Yep. See you later. 